Hello, and welcome to the Without Exception podcast. My name is Josiah Ott, and on this podcast, I seek to share practical content for everyday Christians. My hope is that I can help you live out your faith each day without exception. Welcome to episode 32 of Without Exception. Thank you for listening. And today I want to challenge you regarding financial stewardship. Now, this is a topic that I'm, I'm very passionate about. I'm not perfect at it by any means, but uh, I got a testimony that I want to share to start the episode today. So about two years ago, I was really strongly considering entering into the seminary program at Lancaster Bible College. Uh, I was currently... At that time, I was an undergraduate student, so I had gone to Blue Ridge, got my associate's degree, and through, I guess, a series of things, I I felt like I should go back to school. Uh, my pastor encouraged me to do it, so I, I started up into the undergraduate program, and after about a year and a half or so, I was in my final year, and they had mentioned about possibly doing the seminary program, and I had never in my entire life considered that I might someday want to go into a seminary program. But for whatever reason, when it kind of got pitched, I started thinking about it. I was praying about it and I was really thinking, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the next step in my journey, in my walk with the Lord. My wife and I both believe that we're someday going to be um, leading a church of, of our own, obviously not our own, but you know what I mean? And uh, being pastors. And so I wanted to get, you know, as, as many tools as I could to be able to serve God in ministry. And so I, I was praying about this and I was thinking about it, but it's a lot of money. And, you know, a lot of people, they might go to, to school and take out student loans and it's all hunky-dory and fine because then they'll go and, and get a nice career, you know, make a lot of money. Uh, not that I necessarily think student loans are wise, but a lot of times, at least in, in a secular profession, you you take the risk, you get the loans, and as long as you make it through and you graduate and everything goes well, uh, it's worth the investment, right? You get a very good return on your investment because then you can go into a career where you make a lot of money. Well, typically, not all the time, but typically people who are pastors, preachers, whatever you want to call it, uh, don't really make a lot of money. Now, they're not always poor, but don't really make a ton of money. And I think that's fair. But at the same time, if I was going to go and decide to take out a lot of student loans to pay for this entire program, because I felt I was called to do it, it might have been a little bit harder to pay back. And not only that, I kind of figured that I might not step into full-time ministry the second that I graduated. And currently I was like, you know, paying, paying it back. And then you look at paying it back over maybe up to 20 years. And I'm like, man, this just, this doesn't seem right. So we were praying about it and, you know, like, I feel like I'm called to do this. And we looked into doing Liberty, uh, Liberty University, because they're typically like the cheapest place. But then I, I got a chance to go down to the on-campus portion of the graduate program at, at Lancaster. And man, it's just so awesome to be able to fellowship with your other classmates on, that you know from online, but to actually be able to meet them, hear their story, and then have that on-campus experience is amazing. But Lancaster was a little bit more expensive. And I wasn't even sure at the time if we were going to be able to afford Liberty. Now, ironically, around this time, I had to take a financial mathematics class at Lancaster, which funny enough, one of the, I, I put out a, basically a, a fleece. I, I don't like to do this, but when I was originally considering going back uh, to finish my undergraduate program, I'd considered it. And I was like, I hate math. So I had like this threefold fleece of like, God, if you do these three things, it'll be okay. 
And ironically, one of those was, I can't like, don't make me do a hard math class. I can't do it. I hate math. It's not my thing. So if I have to do a really hard math class, I'm done. Like I'm not gonna do it. And it just so happened that the math class I had to take was financial mathematics, which was actually super practical, practical is very, very helpful. And it introduced me to Dave Ramsey. And if you've never listened to Dave Ramsey, I highly recommend his podcast. It's called the Dave Ramsey show, or I guess now it's just called the Ramsey show. You can get it pretty much wherever podcasts are. And we encountered his teaching and I'd heard a little bit about him, but I'd never actually heard his teaching, right? So you kind of hear about somebody and then I had the chance to actually listen to him. I'm like, this guy's hilarious. Like he's a lot of fun. He's super passionate. And so I checked out his podcast and I kind of learned some of his principles and he's always talking about budgeting, right? And that's really what I want to focus in on with this episode is the idea of being a good manager, again, being a good steward in response to the great things that God's done for us. One of the best ways we can be a good steward of our finances is to have a budget. So we went and we had heard this teaching from him and and my wife and I decided to get on a budget. And at this time, I had considered doing some student loans and we were praying and I was like, God, I really believe that you've called me to do this. I feel very strongly, but like, I don't want to go into debt and like, God, would you please provide? And in my mind's eye, I'm like, well, maybe God will send somebody that I know that has a lot of money and everything will just work out fine or something. And as we started to look over our finances, right, we don't make a ton of money. We're not poor, but we don't have a, like a ton of money. And it's like, I don't, this, there's no way we're going to be able to pay cash for this. But ironically enough, I was praying for provision that God had already given to us because once we got on a budget and we started managing our money, we realized that we spent a lot of money on stuff we didn't need and that we could go through a season where we're more disciplined, where we're not spending money on things we don't need. And we're just saying, Hey, we're not, we're going to lay aside a lot of our wants because we feel called to this. My wife's been very supportive. She's amazing. And we've been able to cash flow this program, which has been so amazing, right? And it was an answer to prayer, but God had already answered the prayer. So we didn't even know. So it was, it was really neat. And so we, we got on a budget and, and we cranked it down a little bit more, a little bit more. And I started looking out and I'm like, you know, if we could put this much aside a month, I'll be able to cash flow this entire thing. And currently I'm almost, almost two years through, and it's a three-year program. And so far we've paid cash for everything. It's been amazing. And even, even more, we've never even had to enter into the, uh, like the monthly payment contract. So you have to pay a, a little bit of money and then you could just give a little bit throughout the semester. So you don't have to have it up front. but God's been so faithful to us that we've actually had enough to be able to pay cash up front every semester for two years now, only got one year left and we're on track to knock it out of the park. And it's so, it's so amazing when I realized that God had already provided and we just didn't know it. And so I want to share a, a small teaching from scripture. Jesus goes, he, he shares about this dishonest manager. And then he says this in response to the parable. He says in Luke 16, 10, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. And that if you've not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you've not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So he's saying here that if you can handle money in the natural things, in the little things, right, it proves that you're a good steward. And that's what these past few episodes have all been about. There's so many things in life that if we look at them from a stewardship perspective, like God has entrusted me to care for these things. He's entrusted me to take care of my time 
the, the personal giftings that he's given me, my money, my physical body, you know, my possessions. And if I can be a good steward of these things, if I can be a good manager of what he's entrusted to me, then he can entrust to me more, you know, it, but if I'm, if I'm terrible with my money when I've got little, like, why would I get more? Cause I'm just gonna be terrible with it then. And it's not necessarily that you do this to get more money. I don't really think that's necessarily how God works, but it's a principle uh, that if you're faithful, he knows that you're trustworthy. And if you're not, if you're not able to be faithful with little, then you're really not able to be faithful with much because either you're somebody that's faithful or you're not. And so, as I said, I really want, want to, to stress the idea of trying to get on a budget. If you've never done it, it's not that hard the way that Dave Ramsey teaches it. And again, if you check out his resources, he does it much better than I do, but I wanted to share this because I figured maybe I could point some people in a direction that would be helpful to them because it was very transformative for us. Uh, so yeah, he's got his podcast and he's also got a book called The Total Money Makeover. Uh, I got it on Audible and listened through it and it's very helpful. It gives a crash course to his whole financial plan. But when he teaches budgeting, he basically says you put your income at the top of the page and you need to give every dollar a name. He has an app. It's called the Every Dollar app. It's what my wife and I use. And then you go and say, I, I have this much money to work with and I need to use it all for something. Because if I don't give every one of those dollars a name and an assignment is what he says, then you're going to wonder where it went, which is so true. We we spent like probably quadruple on groceries, what I would have ever guessed. And one of the things we've done is we do Aldi's now. We don't have Aldi's locally, but once a month we'll drive up about an hour to Aldi's and do almost a month's worth of grocery shopping at one time. And we've saved a ton of money every month, but we had no idea how much we were spe spending on something as simple as that. And we actually eat better now too. So it's like, you can go, you manage it, you track your expenses. It takes about three months to get it down, which is what they say. I never heard him say that un until after we had it down. And then they always say, Hey, takes about three months, you know, you're spending probably quadruple or whatever that you think on groceries. But after about a three month time period, you'll have a pretty good idea of how much you spend on things. And then you can dial it in. And then it's, it's this thing you can look and say, okay, we, we spend this much on groceries. We spend this much on gas, which is obviously going up. So you're probably going to need to adjust that one, but there's these different categories. And if you can put a dollar to it and an assignment to it, then you don't have to wonder where all your money went. And he also says that one of his philosophies is that being a good steward, it's three things that you can do with money. You can give it, you can save it or invest it, and then you can spend it. So you can give, you can save, you can spend. And being a good steward, right, it involves all those things. We want to manage the money through, through the process of budgeting. And then we want to make sure that we're giving some, saving some, and spending some. It's, it's okay to enjoy it. You just don't want to enjoy all of it and then be broke when you're old or enjoy all of it and then never be able to give to somebody in need or be able to give to, to your church or, or to whatever, right? So those are the three things you should be able to do. And it's all it all comes back to the Christian worldview that everything that we have ultimately be belongs to God. That's what being a good steward is all about, realizing that God's entrusted this money to me. Even though I'm the one that makes it, he's the one that gives it to me. So if I can look at it as this is God's money, I want to manage it well, it's really something that is transformative. So I hope that if you've never checked out uh, Dave Ramsey's stuff before, you can give it a, a shot. And I hope it's a blessing to you like it's been to us. But either way, I want to challenge you to pay attention. You know, look at your money. Make sure you're doing doing wise stuff with it. I'll tell you one thing. I have not bought as many firearms it, uh, after we got on a budget as I did before. So there, there might be consequences, you know. But it depends on what you want. Like you can put whatever you want in a budget. And 
currently because we're cash flow in seminary. I've said no to firearms. My wife said no to even more things, but it's, it's a balance. And so once you get to a point where you've reached some goals, you can budget for, for fun stuff. That's okay. But you want to be paying attention. And a lot of people might say, oh, well, money, it's just, you know, it's the root of all evil, but no money isn't inherently evil money. It's actually the love of money. Scripture says that is the root of evil and money makes a terrible God. It, it's just merely a tool, right? It, it's not necessarily good or bad. It's something, unfortunately, that all of us have to deal with. And there's no getting around this. So my thought is, since we're stuck using it, we might as well use it wisely and for God's glory. And so with that, I thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Without Exception podcast. I pray that this episode has been edifying to you and that it is something you can put into practice in your own life. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and share it with others. If you were listening on Apple, I would love it if you would leave a review. It helps with the exposure of the show. That said, I pray you have an awesome week. And until I see you next time, let's live out our faith each day without exception.